You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast. We have a great episode today. We have an interesting topic. This uh, was a suggested one here that came in, and it's the, uh, the difference between worrying and planning. And it sounds like those two don't even... They're not in the same like category at all, and they shouldn't even be like related, but we're going to talk about how they are. There's definitely differences between the two and the mindset that one creates versus the mindset that the other produces. And so we'll kind of go over the difference between those two. So Ingrid, welcome back. Hi, thank you very much. So this was, this was your idea. Sure. Where did this... <laughs> Where did this idea come from? Honestly, I really do not know. It came from a conversation you and I had about, or was it even you and I? Needless worrying. Needless worrying. Talking to some people about, you know, um, things like the sphere of control, what's what's in your wheelhouse to actually change in your life, and what's not, and what's sensible to spend your thinking hours on rather than, you know, constructive things or unconstructive things. So um, worrying and planning often sort of smoosh together in a lot of people's minds. And uh, the truth is they are two very different things. Um, But if you relate them in some useful ways, uh, I think you can downgrade some worrying by involving some planning. You mentioned an example about your mother. You were Hmm. talking about how she thinks she's planning but what is actually happening is that she's just worrying about all the things. Yeah. So she's probably not, she's not going to listen to this. Is she? <laughs> uh, it, it could be my mother, but it could be lots of other people. Sure, too. Sure, so sure, let's sure. just say people in general, maybe that came up with, maybe I came up with this idea <laughs> through something that uh, came from mom. Why not? But um, <laughs> things like planning a trip or, yes, you know, yeah. that was the example what you gave. is go- coming up in the near future? What am I going to do in the next few months? And I find that often people, when we're talking about plans, will be focused on the questionable parts of their plans or the unplanned parts or the um, unknowns right. um, of what's going to happen. And that can take up a lot of space in people's minds. Um, without being productive. But I do feel that once those things come into people's minds, they can turn into productive thoughts. All right. So I think a a good way to start this out would be, let's kind of go over and define Mm -hmm. what each is, what is worrying, what is planning, and just kind of see what the differences are. uh, And then we can go over some harmful effects of worrying. (laughs) Sure. Well, I did actually feel a little bit like I was writing a junior high school essay when I started this because I want, you know, the Webster's Dictionary defines worry as, but I did feel that this was a necessary activity for this particular one because I didn't know what the dictionary said a worry was. So it says it's a state, a state of feeling anxious or troubled about problems, but more likely potential problems. Um, First off, I want to say... Already to me, that's really soft and abstract. 
So it can be very interpreted in a number of ways. Would you like my interpretation? Sure. I believe that worrying is a misguided attempt to reduce your anxiety. Ooh. Now, do you think that people who worry are worrying to bring down their anxiety level? Because I would argue that worrying brings up people's anxiety level. Correct. Is it conscious or not? I okay, think is okay. my question. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> this, is, this is where it <laughs> Did gets... Did I get there? Yeah. All right. I believe that the types of people that spend more of their time worrying are doing so because that is a habit that they have created. I agree. That's it. It's not, it's not that they have this end goal in mind. If I worry about this enough, then the anxiety will come down. Like that's, that's not the intended goal. I think when, when people no. think about worrying, but they've just done it so often that it's their default. It's yes. something stressful is about to come up and that can be different for everybody. It literally could be going to the gym or going to a large uh, Christmas gathering with a bunch of family you haven't seen in years. It literally could be anything, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, going to the mall and trying to find a gift, the perfect gift for whoever, like those are all things that people could worry about, but it's, it's unfounded. It, it won't worrying won't take away any of that stress or any of that anxiety no. on its own. No, I mean, anxiety, worrying is just fear of the unknown and there will always be unknowns. So as long as there are unknowns, there are things to worry about. But, you know, if you acknowledge them, and I, we'll talk about, about some of the ways to do that. But yeah, not very useful. It's, it's akin to a dog chasing its tail. It just goes around and around and never gets anywhere. And that's what worrying is. You're just, you're just chasing your own tail. It, it serves no purpose. It might be entertaining for others, but <laughs> uh, I like watching I dogs chase their tails. Sure, <laughs> and and it's sometimes funny, not like funny, haha, -ha, but it's funny to see what people choose to worry about. It's sure. like really, that's that's the thing that you're focusing all of your mental energy on. Is is, is that? Um, I don't know. It's like the weather, like it's such a stupid thing to worry about. Like, oh, I don't know what it's good. It's going to do what it's going to do. You don't get to pick and no amount of worrying is going to change mother nature's mind. Okay. She's going to blast through whether you worry or not. So stop worrying plan instead. Okay. If we're going camping this weekend and it's going to rain, there's options. You can go somewhere else. Sure. You can cancel. Mm -hmm. You can buckle up and do it anyway. There's so, like, yep. Just, we're going to get into this. You're really later. skipping down to the, know, to, the, know, to, the to the how to, how to battle worry. But. So anyway, the, la the last little piece on worry I'd like to say is that you don't know what you don't know. And you need to get out there in the real world to find out. And then that's when you really put the rubber to the road and you figure out, did my worrying matter? And oftentimes the answer is no. It's really, really no, no, right? Anything else on worrying? Uh, no, not really, other than how, you know, sort of, um, I just find it sort of soft and abstract. And I, and I thought when I looked at the definition of planning afterwards, it struck me how the language used to describe planning was such uh, concrete type words. 
I thought it was really interesting. So a plan is a detailed proposal for doing or achieving something. So if you are planning, you are making a decision to arrange something in advance. I really like the sort of solid words that are, you know, you can't, you can't mess with those words. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not smushy. It's intention. Intention has, um, action behind it. Whereas worrying, what, what's the action? That is the action. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to planning, it's really, there's a few different strategies and we're going to, we're going to come over those on how to, I don't want to say properly, but I guess different strategies that you could utilize to get out of that worrying state and more into a planning state. Yes. You can actually use your worrying to feed your planning or plan to downgrade your worrying either, either way you look at it. Absolutely. All right. So big question, (laughs) why is worrying not useful or potentially harmful? Well, I mean, stress. Stress has uh, documented, you know, researched, proven uh, effects on the body and on the mind. And in, you know, conjunction with those two things, effects on your life in general. Um, do you want me to get specific? Well, so let's go, let's dive a little bit into stress here because sure. we need stress in our lives in mm-hmm. order for there to be change. If there's no stress uh, in the gym, for instance, then our bodies will not change. So we do need some stress. Yes. The stress that we're talking about is that constant state. It's that chronic stress that feels like it's never going away, that weight on your shoulders. That's the stress that you, you never allow your body to come back down. It, you never allow it to recover or relax. And that's the type of stress that is detrimental to your mind and to your physical health, physical health. So keep that in mind. Hmm. So again, we do need some stress, but not the chronic stress that we're, we're kind of re- referring to in this episode. Sure. We talk about the stress of getting outside your comfort zone and things like that. Yes. Um, and how those help you to be more well-prepared for things that life throws at you. And I think we probably will delve into that a little bit down, down the line in this podcast. Um, but yeah, if the kind of stress that just constantly weighs on your body and mind will have lasting effects that you may or may not see coming. Like the, the list is vast. It, it causes on on. headaches, muscle tension. That's the one I hear that often. Like, mm. oh my God. Like you, you can literally see close your eyes shoulders and say, up. yeah, shoulders up. But you can see people like with their hand behind their neck, kind of like rubbing their neck, being like, oh my God, I'm just I'm so stressed. Because that's where it goes right up into the back of your head, right? Um, pain, fatigue, your cortisol levels are shot up. It, it just affects everything in your life. It affects you personally. It affects your fitness, your health. It also affects your relationships. That's huge, right? I couldn't, I don't know. With Joanne and I, like both of us are pretty laid back. Like we're not high strung at all. And just, <laughs> just go with the flow. Like we went, I can't remember which trip we went on. Um, it doesn't matter. Something goes wrong every time and you guys have to just. Sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I remember we we're like, oh, it was our uh, our South Shore of Nova Scotia trip. We had absolutely zero plans 
when we left. It was like, well, we're just going to drive and see what happens. And we ended up finding all these amazing things. We didn't worry about where we were going to stay the night or like nothing. We just, let's go see, see where it takes us. And we saw some of the most incredible things. If we had planned or worried about every single detail, we wouldn't have seen <clears throat> uh, Crescent Beach. Like that was just off the whim. Yeah. Anyway. You wouldn't have spent so much time worrying about what you were going to do that you wouldn't have had time to see all those things anyway. Yeah. Anyway. It, it was I, a great trip. We went off into the, uh, I forget what it was called, that little, it's in Digby. It's like, like a that. little peninsula thing. The little peninsula yeah. that goes down. You have to take a couple uh, ferries just to get to the end of it. That was not planned. And that was like the best part of the entire trip. <laughs> so anyway, I know it's kind of off topic, but I'll just say no, we, didn't, like we didn't worry about you anything. stayed relaxed right? and, and things worked out. Yeah. Even though I bet a bunch of stuff happened that you didn't expect. Or maybe some things happened that you had to stop and think, well, what are we going to do now? But if you'd spent some time worrying about it earlier, there would have been no point anyway. Well, the trip wouldn't have been enjoyable. Mm -hmm. No. At all. No. Right? No. Anyway. Love it. Okay. Stress on the mind. Dive into that. What does Ooh. that mean? Well, when you're constantly thinking about the what ifs of your life, it, I feel like you're just focusing on the things that are out completely out of your control instead of saying, okay, how can I make the power of my mind work for me today? Let's focus on something that I could actually make a difference if I think about it a little bit. If I give some, this thing a little thought, Will that make a difference? And if the answer is no, I think you should move on. But if that's, it's something... You say that, but that's... Just move on. Yeah, I know. How, how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, maybe there are some helpful hints coming up later okay. in this particular podcast. You think it sounds so easy. It's well, like, no, uh, just, no. just stop doing that and start um, start doing this. No, but okay. it's, it's, it's like a noticing and naming, okay? So if I'm worried, my parents are on a road trip across the country right now. And in true, you know, mom fashion, just like my own mother would worry about me, I wonder and worry about what's happening with them. But if I find my mind just ha that thought just sort of swirling around in my brain for a period of time, nothing's really happening. There's no outcome. So if I notice that happening and I realize it's happening, I can then say to myself, okay, this is not, there is no point to this. How can I make this swirling thought into something that can make a difference? Maybe. And, and it could be in any, could be anything. What's, what's that do for your, when you spend that constant time in, I call it, let's just call it worrying mode. Sure. Um, what does that do to your logical mind? Well, it helps you, it, it hinders your decision-making process, I would guess, on what you're going to do next or what you're going to do with yourself or maybe what you're going to do to escape the worry. That actually is a worry for me. Um, I think there's a, there's a gap thing though. Right. So the way, if you can notice a name, as you mentioned, or mm -hmm. identify mm -hmm. when you're starting to do that worrying, mm -hmm. if you can keep that short it won't affect your logical decision-making as much as if you spend many hours, days, maybe weeks or months worrying about that thing. Mm -hmm. It becomes more like, way harder to get back into that logical decision-making brain that, that you need to, to get out of it. Right? That's right. 
So if you haven't acknowledged how you're using that time, I, w I would like to say uselessly, if you haven't acknowledged it at all, then um, it, I guess the time you spend worrying will just go on and on, right? So you can kind of potentially shorten those times if you acknowledge them. I'm having a very hard time, just letting you know. Mm -hmm. I have a very hard time right now. Yeah. Not jumping ahead to like, what can you do? Because I, I, I'm so into that. Trying like to keep I just, you back. I know it's hard. I just want to jump ahead and be like, okay, guys, listen, this is what you can do for all these things. All I'd right, really we're, like we're to talk about the third, the third stressor. Okay, go for it. Well, <laughs> okay, go for it. Keep me out of this. Um, I have fallen into the worry category and the anxiety category in my time on this earth numerous times. Um, what I find happens the most that is most detrimental to me particularly um, because I feel that I work through the stress in my body and mind in certain ways. I have developed some coping mechanisms. Uh, but I always look back after periods of worry and feel that I want to say regretful about not being productive. The more time I spend worrying about things that are out of my control, the less time I am focused on bettering my life, improving my relationships, um, working on my career, basically anything that's going to move my life forward into the direction I would like to see it going. So whenever I find myself, I like ruminating about certain things, um, I like to do a little self-check and say, hey, is this time spent a good time spent for you? And often it isn't. So then I have to go into one of those things that we're going to talk about soon. So how, how do you, okay, how do you recognize that moment? Like how, how do you, how does that moment of, like you're basically just questioning yourself. Questioning myself. How do you do that? Like, how, how do you get out of the worrying mindset and then transition? What's the bridge? How do you bridge for that me, gap? For me, it's an acknowledgement that I'm wasting my time. Okay. Because I'm, for me, my own personal journey is more focused these days on how's my time spent? Am I being productive? You know, um, and when I'm not focused, that is, that's a problem for me. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think age has anything to do with that? I think age in conjunction with life experience, perhaps. Okay. I want to say things like the older you get, you know, your there's more worry when it comes to your children. Or like my kids are getting older now and they're going to be moving off into the world. So I have a different type of worry about them because I won't see them every day. Um, so I think it can, but I don't think it should. So the, absolutely. I don't think it should either. The reason I bring that up is because I think younger people see that they have so much of their life ahead of them that they don't, it doesn't matter. Like they, yeah. they don't, they don't have to worry. And when you, when you don't have, so I'm going to back this up a bit. I seem to be a lot of stumbling over my words here, but there's a, there's a guy I know, Scott Carpenter, and behind his videos, when he posts them, he has this giant poster and it's an interactive poster. Every, I want to say it's every day you circle in this little, like you color in a circle. It basically tells you how many days you have left of your life. 
right? It's and it's, you see it filling in. You see it filling in, and, and the so blank spots the get blank smaller. spots are getting less and less. Wow! And it's a reminder. It's not meant to be morbid. It's meant to be a reminder to make the most of the time that you have left. And if you spend the, the time that you have left worrying about useless shit, you are wasting precious time. And so that's why I brought up that age question. Yes, we're going to get into that. She's pointing at my, my new tattoo. <laughs> You're describing wanna, your new tattoo. And I want to talk about that in a bit. Okay. We, we have mentioned it a little bit before in, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about mantras. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll dive into that. Okay. So um, yeah, stress, it definitely affects your, your time management and your productivity. It allows you to, or it doesn't allow you to do the most with the time that you have. And so then, as you mentioned, you know, you have trouble focusing on things that are important to you. And then what? What happens when we kind of allow that stress to encompass us where we're not getting the things done? What do we usually fill that time with? Um, <clears throat> ways to escape the stress. Right. Uh, and those generally are not. stressors the de-stressors that I often hear people talk to me about aren't to me, aren't really de-stressors. They're just adding different kinds of stress to your body and mind. Um, but like, you know, overuse of alcohol or drugs or binge eating or, mm -hmm. um, any of those sort of, I want to say mindless pleasure seeking activities. Well, I hear you hear it. I'm not people labeling do. here, but sure. I hear it mostly from my women clients mm -hmm. that say, after a stressful day at work mm -hmm. or after the kids go to bed, they have a big glass of wine. Right. It's yeah. like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're using to manage their stress and their right. worrying. Not that you don't deserve that glass of wine, ladies. You do. But it's not always the right decision to choose that if you're just trying to escape something else. But that, And that's the thing. The, the, the people that I work with that, that rely on wine or alcohol or drugs or whatever to do it, mm -hmm. it's going against the, sol the problem that they're trying to solve, which is they want to get healthier. They want to improve their productive. fitness. Well, is that helping or hindering? It's just a Band-Aid. It's yeah. not actually doing shit. It's not doing anything. It's so more anyway. like, hey, how can I just forget about stuff for a minute? Which is not a plan. It's not productive. <laughs> It, it sounds like a plan. It feels like a plan in the in the moment. Trust me, right. I have been there. And in the uh, long run, it literally just adds to the worrying. Absolutely. It adds to your stress. It adds to your anxiety. But mm -hmm. we don't see it in the moment. Right. right? I don't. We get this almost like a clouded vision of, of what's going to help us. Or what we need in that moment. Yeah. yeah. How can I get out of this? Well, here's, a, here's, a, here's an easy fix. <laughs> You know, instead of drinking, oh, wait, nothing's different. Instead of drinking five cups of coffee, why don't you try going to bed earlier? Whoa, whoa that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Don't Nuts. Do that. Okay. <laughs> Enough of this talk. We, I, we, I, I'm like literally shaking and vibrating here. I'm like, all right, let's get into Come the. On. Let's yeah. get into what what can we do here? So. Okay. Hit us up. What's what's one of the first things that we could uh, attempt to do, to get into a planning state as opposed to a worrying state? All right. Well, I'd like to skip to the brain dump. That to me, that seems like the most sort of hands-on thing that people could really grab hold of without having any special skills or, you know, 
um, thinking about any particular coping mechanisms, everybody can take pencil to pen, a pencil to pen, <laughs> pen to paper. <laughs> Are we having a sword fight? Woo! All right. <laughs> um, and just simply jot down the things that are bothering you. That's a perfect way to just sort of acknowledge what they are, put a name to them, see them on paper. I know that when I worry about something, I often don't write it down. But if I share it with somebody and say, here are the things I'm worried about, uh, the minute it's acknowledged, the minute it's out of my mouth, the minute it's out in the air in that sort of uh, speech balloon above my head, I immediately feel better. Mm. That's good. I... So that's that's useful if you have this one thing or maybe a couple things that are kind of on your mind or that you're worrying about. There's another strategy that can be used if it's all of the things that you need to do that keep piling up all day, every day. And that's I a use, different kind. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and it's still, you're still worried. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get everything done? Mm-hmm. You're not, first off, so you can acknowledge that. And then what you can actually do to plan and prepare I use an app, it's called Things. And anytime an idea, especially being an entrepreneur, I get a lot of ideas, mostly in the shower or when I'm driving. Um, But I have this app, Things, that it automatically goes in, it's called the inbox. (laughs) And all the ideas that I come up with go into that inbox. And it literally could be anything business related, it could be something at home, it could be a podcast topic, Uh, it could be something that needs to be fixed. Regardless, it goes into my things, so then it goes out of my head. Yeah, you and don't have I to don't remember have to worry it. about it. Then I can have these set planned times throughout the day where I go into my things and then look, and then I can prioritize, and then I can start getting shit done. But if I try to keep remembering all the things, it's like having 32 tabs open on your, on your laptop. You can't, you can't see them all. Get them into one spot. That's where... It, it unloads, and then you can go back and prioritize. And like I said, get shit done. I've actually noticed a giant difference in the way you and I both work now that we've discovered the things. Right? <laughs> that sounds, that sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> discovered all the things. Yeah. But life is busy for for us. You know, I'll just be specific for you and I working together. Right? We work together, but there are thousands of other things going on in the run of a day and we never get the chance to well often don't get the chance to sit down and hash through the things we want to and I'll say things something to you I'm passing by you in the hallway and you'll say yep I'll things it and then you don't have and then I know it's put somewhere for later hey Kevin remind me of the thing okay I'm putting my thing I'm things things in it Yeah. yeah okay good and then I don't I don't worry am I remembering are you remembering it's put somewhere and when there's time to go back to it we go back to it. I really like it. We don't get any kickbacks if you download this Things app, by the way. <laughs> we should. It is, it is a paid app. Um, <laughs> Maybe you should tag them or Well something. worth it in, in the long run. Mm-hmm. Either way, find one place that you can put things down so that you can go back to them when you have the time to actually go back to them. So. Cool. Uh, what about using some mindful coping skills? Well, um, I find um, worry results in a feeling of overwhelm to me personally, whether I'm just worried about one particular thing and it keeps sort of seeping into my mind or whether it's just a big matzo ball of stuff going on in my in my life at the time, uh, I will feel overwhelmed. So for me, some coping skills would include some deep breathing, 
first and foremost. Anytime I feel overwhelmed, I'm just going to find a moment. You've discovered me lots of times sitting quietly in the office in the dark after coaching for a few hours, just kind of, okay, just need a reset. Coming down, right? Just coming down. Um, Meditation, if looking for possibly a little bit more of a better reset or a more of a guided reset or even a longer um, moment of quiet. So that's for me, it needs to be a little bit better guided. If It's going to be longer than five or six breaths. So the thing, it sounds like the things that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. like the breathing and the meditating are coming Mm -hmm. after an event. If we're worrying about something in the future, Mm -hmm. there's a different strategy that can be used and it's called visualization. Yes. So that think about, um, you know, you're going to a party, you're not sure who all is going to be there or what food is going to be there. You can visualize how you're going to walk in and you might not know what the house looks like. That's fine. (laughs) But you can kind of visualize the types of foods that you'll be attracted to or that you'll go for. So Mm. just have that, you know, if somebody offers you a drink, rehearse in your mind, you saying, no, thanks, but I'll have a water. Well, like you skip down that. to my most exciting one, which is how to turn the worrying into planning, which is turning the what ifs into if thens. Okay. It's my favorite. Let's go. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing it right now. <laughs> it's a rehearsal, right? Yeah. Why worry about your road trip being ruined by the weather? Instead, why not say, hey, if it rains, here's what we're going to do. And then you don't have to worry about if it rains, you have a little bit of a plan. All right. Is that, it sounds simple again, Yeah, but. And I like, I like going back to the food thing because Mm. that's what a lot of people struggle with. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners would would agree. Um, If, if you're driving back from somewhere and you don't have any food with you, then what? Right. If then, that's the, that's the question. If, if you're out of food and you, you don't have anything, then what, what, what do a lot of people go towards? The quickest, easiest thing. Fast and easy. Yeah. And that's usually a, a fast food drive through right? And if that's your plan, fine. <laughs> Don't worry about your food anymore. But that's not always the best. I feel like this is getting into a, a further one about doing hard things. I'm, o- I'm okay with being hungry. I don't, I don't need to have mm. that food right away. I want it. But I don't need it. It's not an emergency situation. And I recognize the difference. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this before, but I'll, I'll often do one or two longer fasts in a year just to reset my brain to recognize what true hunger actually is. If it's only been three hours since I ate, I'm not hungry. Really. I, I'd want to eat, but I don't have to because I've gone 60 plus hours without food. So three to four is what whatever. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. And so purposely putting yourself in those difficult situations helps f- reset or reframe the current situation that you're in. Do you think, I'm sorry to interrupt. You took a breath. I'm sorry. Uh, do you think that practice makes it easier to do things like you and Joanna going out and not planning what you're going to eat or where you're going to stay? Easily. Yeah. And I think... So do, doing hard things like when we do go ruck events, I, I'm thinking back to like the, actually, it was uh, four years ago today. I did the uh, the HTL oh. in uh, uh, Tennessee, and 
there's a video of me dancing between the the 24 hour event that I just completed <laughs> and getting ready for the 12 hour event. Uh, we only had like a couple hours, but it was all of the hard training that I did beforehand that allowed me the opportunity to enjoy the time that I had there. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. instead of you didn't worry spending, about being hungry or tired or anything no, no, no. like that. But lead, leading up to the event, instead of spending all my mental energy and time worrying about the event, which is unknown, we don't know how much we're carrying. We don't know how far we're going. We don't know what the weather's going to be like. We like, you don't know anything. Instead of spending all of my time worrying about that, I planned and put myself into as many uncomfortable situations as I possibly could to get ready for that event. And the event was amazing. Like I, I loved it. It was one of my favorite events I've ever done with with Go Ruck. And so, I think that's that's why people that come to our gym at CrossFit, any CrossFit really, their their mentality changes because they become comfortable doing hard things every day. Mm-hmm. And when you start to do that, it changes your state. You, can, you become a new person. You don't worry about the small stuff anymore because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't, the, the small stuff doesn't matter. You, you know, crying right. over spilled milk. It's, it's, it's nothing. You've done hard stuff and now that's become your default. So when these little, little worries come up in your daily life, it's like, eh, I can deal with that. Or I don't, I don't even need to give it any thought because it's not worth my time, right? Yeah, I would even say on a small scale, people do that worrying about the workout of the day. Whereas some people will just show up and say, oh, is that what it is? I guess that's what I'm doing. And I really like that. I mean, obviously I like planning ahead too. And and for some people, their quote unquote worrying might look like planning depending on what the activities are. Um, But there's really a real soft spot in my heart for those people that show up and say, Oh, it's five k run today. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, here I go. Right. It's just, I guess I'll go do that now. <laughs> Does it matter how long it takes me? Nope. But t- that's what's the works prescribed for me, so I'm gonna go do it. I think the the <laughs> the thing that causes anxiety or the worrying for people that look at those workouts in advance mm-hmm. is the unrealistic expectation that they need to constantly be better than the last time that they did it. Yeah. That's one, one of the things anyway, but I think it's a big factor. And I I used to be in that, that camp. It was, I, you know, I'm the gym owner. I need to be better than everybody. And I need to always be better than myself. Dude, I'm almost 42. Like I can't keep going up in every single thing. Mm -hmm. Now I'm still getting better Mm -hmm. in some things, but not all the things. And I've come to the realization that I need to be okay with that. Well, I just wrote a whole post on it that everybody's been coming up and congratulating me about because that's what I said. I'm not in a place where I'm doing that right now. But showing up and doing hard things anyways because that's what's good for me and that's what's going to get me where I want to go. I'm just, maybe I'm not breaking records. Maybe I'm not dancing out of here every day. Woo, you know, look at me. But still doing the hard things yeah. so I'll be prepared for when more hard things happen and it's, it's just a matter of building habits that's mm-hmm. all that's all it is if you develop the habit of doing hard things you're going to be in a better state you're going to be less stressed 
you're going to not spend as much time worrying. So my, my least favorite thing (laughs) that people say is, what if I, what if I can't do it? Or, or, Hey, Hey, coach Ingrid, um, I want to try to lift this weight, but I don't, I don't know if I can. And I just look at them now and they go, Oh, you're just, you're going to tell me to just try it. Right. Like, well, how are you going to answer, how are you going to answer questions of the unknown unless you just go try it out? That's what I said at the start. You don't know what you don't know. So you need to get out there and do it and try it. And it takes a lot of bravery, but practicing that bravery makes it so much better in the long run. Yes, you still have to gather up your your wits. Yes, you still have to be stubborn and brave and try new things. But doing it more and more just builds your confidence just to not not worry so much about the what ifs because what's the point? Just go find out. So another idea here is I like the idea of a a mantra Mm -hmm. or a daily meditation kind of deal. So I recently got a tattoo. Those that are around me maybe saw my post, uh, but it's Memento Mori. So it's basically an hourglass. The hourglass has sand in it. The sand represents the time you have left in your life. In the bottom of the hourglass, it's a skull, and that represents your death. It's going to happen. You're not getting out of this alive. And then it's surrounded by lilies, which represents your current life. And so that's, again, it's not meant to be morbid. It's meant to be to recognize that you can leave this life at any time and you should make the most of the time that you have. And so that's that's an important mantra for me because it centers me. It, It grounds me and it allows me to get out of my way when I start worrying about stuff that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, if my kid's being a dick one day, okay, she's not going to be a dick tomorrow. Like, I don't need to worry. I don't need to spend time focusing on how much of an ass she's being right mm-hmm. now, right? Like, it's going to end. This too shall pass. Tomorrow will be a new day. I'm going to make the most of the time that I have. Awesome. And I actually have a book. <clears throat> I just shared it last night. Uh, just an excerpt from it. It was a... It's the Daily Stoic. It's a daily meditation. And the title of yesterday's, so it's every day. It's a, just a different reading from uh, the different Stoics. And the title of this one was, Your Actual Needs Are Small. And it's, it talks about looking back. And when I had my very first kind of like apartment on my own, it was in Halifax. <laughs> and I was like, this place is huge. Like it had three bedrooms and a massive kitchen. I was like, this is crazy. If I lived in that now, I'd be like, where am I going to put all my stuff? (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like you're, you grow and you succeed and you never feel like it's enough. And you're constantly worrying about what's next. How can I keep growing and being more successful? And that kind of comes back to the, the fitness talk we just had, like always improving, always improving. Well, what happens if something happened, maybe like a global recession and you lose your job and some, could you go back to where you were? And the answer is yes, you could. And you could at that time when you were there, like when I was in Halifax, I was like, it was amazing. I didn't have a car, just walked everywhere, right? I didn't have all the things that I have now, but I was shit happy. I was so ecstatic being there. Could I go back to being happy there? I think I could. I think you could too. I think I could just literally get rid of all of the crap that I have now 
and be happy with less. I don't think everybody could do that though. That sounds like a whole new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how these podcast topics come I up. love purging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to get rid of uh, physical items in my possession on a daily basis. True. And we try to do that with my parents. <laughs> Every time we go over, what are you throwing out today? Anyway, that's a, a daily meditation or a daily mantra, something that means something to you. Um, like m most of my tattoos have that mantra theme There's to a it, theme. right? Mm -hmm. DFQ, don't fucking quit. Like that got me through some really hard events yeah. because as an athlete, I don't quit and that's it. Yeah. So these help. It almost allows you to just be in a different mindset. It's not so much a, a planning state, but it definitely takes me out of worrying. Awesome. Uh, last thing we have here is uh, keeping yourself busy with things that you can actually do to improve your life. You have some examples here? Sure. Well, you know, why not actively uh, seek out some joy and comfort? Uh, not the type of comfort that's going to be like an escape from your everyday worries. I'm not talking about going and getting blitzed or whatever. What I'm talking about is reaching out to the other facets of your life so that you can fill your mind and your body and your soul with some things that are giving you some joy. It's It doesn't mean that you don't care about that mom that's off on her road trip. You're, you're st you still care. You're still, wor okay, quote unquote, you've got your little sense of worry there. You're still checking in. But... That occupying that space in your mind is pointless. Um, so why not just seek out some other things? Go for a walk. Breathe in some fresh air. Go do some, think to yourself, what's going to bring me joy right now? Because this worry is not. Um, some hobbies for me, it would be sitting down at the piano or uh, going for a walk and listening to some music or maybe reaching out to a, a friend just to have uh, a conversation or a coffee. Um yeah, just, I don't want to say just mindlessly keep yourself busy, but look for some joy. It changes your physiology when you spend time in nature. Absolutely. And if your physiology changes, so will your mind. Why do you always sum up everything I say so eloquently? <laughs> well, I just think... <laughs> I ramble on and on and on, and then you, you just sum it up like <laughs> gorgeous words. It was just last week. I, w I had some, some stress, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the dog and go to the Dobson Trail. and just did that like one-mile loop. Yep. And just hearing the water rolling through beside me and the birds chirping and the wind rustling through the leaves, yeah. you can't worry about shit when you're there. I had the like exact same crazy. experience last week. And you know, last week was a little bit of a matzo ball of stressors. And I just decided I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm going to take the dog. I did the exact same thing. And I went for that long walk. You passed me while I was walking. And honestly, the whole week took on a bit of a different perspective from that moment on. Yeah. You know, I I'm you glad I had the wherewithal to go do it. Wish I had done it sooner. Right. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? No, that, and I think you said later in the week, you're like, I'm going to go for another walk because that felt really good. So, And it did. Yeah. And things were starting to pile up again, but I kept that in my mind like, oh, yeah, remember that other day? And I went and I didn't have a plan for my walk. I just walked and enjoyed the air as long as I felt like it. Yeah. And then when I decided it was time to be done, I went home. But, you know, 
my mind got a nice refresh, my body got a little uh, reset, and things were able to turn around from that moment. Love it. I hope, is my hope, that the listeners here got something from this. And if you have any worry worms in your life, that you share this podcast with them. My One of my recent guests uh, sent me a, a text and said that uh, she, she had shared her episode with her friends and they listened to it and said it was a great podcast. And I got to say, uh, I had no idea that this podcast existed before, but I'm definitely going to keep listening to them from now on. And so that's that's how we spread this message is by you guys, you know, the listeners, sharing these messages with your friends, with your family, just throwing them out on social media. So I want to say, first off, thank you to those that do. Uh, you have no idea how much it means to me that you even care to listen to the things that, that we have to say. Um, Sometimes it surprises me when people say, oh, hey, you know, I've been listening to you. And I get a little bit like, oh, I, yeah. for, I forget we're seeping into people's homes here. Like we have, we have people come up to us in the gym or even outside of the gym and they say, oh, my God, that, that last episode was was crazy. I really resonated with this or whatever it was. That that hits me. It hits me hard when, when people say that. So, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you haven't shared, please do because that's what's going to keep this going. So, um I hope you have a, a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. I hope you get out of your worrying mode and more into planning mode. I'm going to share a lot of some links in our show notes here for some things that can help. Uh, if you're interested in that Things app, uh, the Headspace app for meditation, the Daily Stoic for, for daily meditations uh, or readings, um, I'll put those all in the show notes for you. So Useful. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.